Uh, I'm here with Diane Mullis. Mullis. Mullis with Pro Concrete Countertops. And uh, took a tour of the place. It's pretty sweet. You got some unique stuff going on. Uh, it's amazing of the different things that you can do with concrete. For whatever reason, immediately I started thinking about uh, bending concrete, <laughs> right? Crazy stuff. Putting lights in concrete, doing all kinds of different colors and shapes and benches and sinks and counters and uh, yeah, it's amazing. So uh, let's start back to uh, little Diane. Living up north, up by the Canadian border, right? <laughs> and uh, progress, give us some highlights along the way to where you are now, uh, starting this business. So you want me to start way young, Diane? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, you know, some, some, some highlights, I guess. Um, I pretty much grew up on a farm. Um, I'm the youngest of three girls. Um, I was supposed to be Dave. Um, Dave. <laughs> so I kind of fit the, at least I'm a, I'd say I'm probably a tom girl, tomboy, I guess. Yeah, doing this type of work anyway, right? Doing this type of work. Um, Are you a tomboy outside of work? Do you like to get dirty in the mud or? I have a motorcycle. Oh, you do? <laughs> I actually have the, the fastest sport bike they make. Really? <laughs> yes. What is um, that bike? Is it like a Ducati or? It is a Ninja H2. It is a supercharged 1000. Supercharged 1000. So what did they say the top speed on something like that is? Um, Do you know? Just super fast. It's over 200 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, my motorcycle is 273 horsepower. Oh my gosh. It's extremely fast. Have you gotten any trouble on it? Um, I've gotten fairly a uh, large number of speeding tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I can really put no. Um, I haven't gotten one for over a year. so I'm Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Awesome. You know, uh, growing up, I loved sport bikes in high school and when they first came out and uh, I, I don't know, my mom just wasn't having it and uh, so, but my friend Brady, shout out to Brady Brower, uh, he let me drive his CBR 600 all the mm -hmm. time and <laughs> I got pulled over and my, I had a permit for a sport bike but I didn't have the full endorsement, but my oh. permit was expired. Right? <laughs> Speeding, I'm not gonna say how fast, I was going real fast. Um, the tabs were expired, uh, no eye protection. Um, the title of the bike wasn't transferred to his name yet. Oh jeez. It was like, yeah, like Everybody. five, six violations in one stop, but it all turned out okay. Um, Did he let you go? Well, he gave me a ticket and the date on the ticket, it looked like I was supposed to appear at court on the 29th, but his writing, uh, it should have been the 24th, but the 9 looked like a 4, so I showed up five days late, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that can go wrong did for but the worked, time. Right, it worked in my favor though, so I, I showed him, and I'm like, look at the date. And what does that look like to you, a 4 yeah. or a 9? Okay, okay, you're right. So they went back and talked to the prosecutor or whatever, and then came back 10, 15 minutes later, and the clerk was like, okay, how about this? $50 court fine, and no same or similars for the next six or nine months, I forget what it was, and I'm like, deal. <laughs> right. why, would you, why would you say no to that? <laughs> right. Yeah, it turned out okay. 
All right, so you're a tomboy, you grew up on the farm, your name should be Dave, and you drive a, a, a rocket for a motorcycle. That's right. Yeah. All right, so. Um, yeah. So I was really, I was pretty good in math. Um, so, and my oldest, my older sister was PSEO in Minnesota, so you can go to college the last two years of your high school. Oh, okay. So she did one year, and that kind of inspired me to do it myself. So my last two years of high school, I actually went full-time to Bemidji State, which was two hours away from where I grew up. So I had to live in the dorms when I was 16. Wow. Um, what was that like? It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love math. Love math. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I just love math. Um, and my parents owned a restaurant for like a year. And there were some Bosch engineers that still I think they still go up north and test brakes up there. Okay. And they were in the restaurant one day and were talking to my dad and they said, hey, your daughter's really good at math, why doesn't she be an engineer? I'm like, sure, what else? I mean, I didn't know what I was going to do, so I thought, like, okay, I'll do that. And then they even suggested what college I go to. So about what age are you now? Would you say were you 16, 18 at this time? Yeah, I'm Yeah, 16. 16 at this time, okay, got it. All right, so they suggested you go to become an engineer and they suggested a college. Mm -hmm. Did you take them up on their suggestion? Absolutely. Yeah? <laughs> I applied to three different colleges. I didn't want to take my SATs because I had transfer credits. So some colleges will take you without taking your SAT or ACT scores. Okay. So I was like, I want to go to a school so I don't have to take this test, you know? Yeah. And one of the schools was the, the college that they suggested, which is General Motors Institute in Flint, Michigan. Oh. And no, the water seemed fine when I was there. It wasn't brown? <laughs> no, oh. not, not, not that I remember, so. So did you, you went and lived in Flint for what, four years? It was a five-year school. Five years? Um, I graduated earlier, early, um, about six months early, and then I graduated with two degrees. Wow. So I got my applied mathematics degree and my mechanical engineering degree. Wow. The, the great part of that school is every other three months you work for a company, and every other three months you go to school. Yeah, so you're always getting this real life, hands-on experience as you're going through school. And I, I would assume uh, it makes school more interesting because you learn something, you apply something. You learn something, you apply something. There's probably less of a burnout rate going, going through school that way. That's a great idea. And so you enjoyed the college experience? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. All right. So. You graduate from, what did you say, is it General Motors? Institute. Now Institute. it's called Kettering University. Okay. So General Motors Institute, um, General Motors founded the school. Okay. Um, they wanted to have their own school to train engineers. Eventually it was, I don't know if it was purchased by someone else or, you know, exactly what, but um, now it's called Kettering University. Okay. And uh, then what? You go to work, right? Yeah, I went to work. Um, I, since... One of my internships was a supplier to Johnson Controls. Um, Johnson Controls, when I worked with them, they said, hey, we want to hire you when you graduate. Um, so I worked for them in Holland, Michigan for about six and a half years as a automotive advanced engineer. And were they, did you say, were they one of the people that you worked for for three months while you are going to school? Did you have experience? I did not. No? I just had experience with them because they were a customer of someone that I had worked for. Oh, okay. Six and a half years. Then, uh, I don't know, the grass is greener, people move on, so then you went to... <laughs> I moved, actually, back to my mom's house okay. in Warroad, Minnesota. So she lived in Warroad. Um, I grew up in Williams or Lake of the Woods. I went to Lake of the Woods High School. 
Uh, but my mom moved back to Warro. She did live in Michigan for about a year. Um, and then when my father died, um, he actually died about six months before I graduated college. Okay. Um, and then she moved back up north. Um, I stayed out in Holland, kept working. Um, I split up with my husband at the time and moved back in with my mom with my two kids. <laughs> okay. And uh, so did you say you grew up in Lake of the Woods? Interesting. So how does that, I mean, I, we, people go up there to visit or vacation once in a while. So how does it compare to living up there to where you live now? Uh, where I live now? Yeah. Um, eat, well, so let me go back to like when I moved to Flint, Michigan, I cried for a week. Because I was 18, I grew up, I mean, even Bemidji's a small college, right. you know, and it was just city, city, city. I kept getting lost. I had to ask people where to go. I had no one around me. I couldn't just drive home. Yeah. You know, I cried for a week. And <laughs> my dad was like, well, you're already out there. You're staying. You're going to school. I'm like, okay. And then, so I moved out a week before college started. So I had a week kind of just floundering around. Once college started, I was fine. Okay. You know, but the first week was like, what am I doing? I'm only... You know, 18. It was. Yeah. It's funny because when I moved to Bemidji at 16, I had no problem. It was like, yes, this is great. Yeah. But moving to Flint was was a shocker. Because of the small town versus big city. Yes, yeah, so it was just like constantly getting lost, not really knowing where anything was. Just a bunch of strange people around me. I was like, I don't know anyone here. Didn't know a, a one person. So. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I get it. Um. All right. So where do we leave off? You're uh, living in. Did you say Holland? I lived in Holland. Okay. Not the country of Holland. No. Holland. Michigan. Michigan. And uh, worked at a couple places. Um, so did you leave that, that most recent place we're talking about to start this business or was there some other employment involved? Did you work for some, any other companies? Yes. So after I left John's Controls, um, I moved back up north with my mom, worked for a outdoor wood boiler factory called Heatmore. I worked for Heatmore as their engineering manager for just over, just over six years. Okay. That go okay? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Heatmore, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny moving from the city to back up north in the middle of nowhere. You're like, I gotta really stock up on paper towels and toilet paper now. I can't get them like right away. You know? Yeah, you can't run down the street. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. mean, you can, but then you gotta pay twice as much. But And just, you know, I grew up in a small town. I love this small town feel because you can go to the grocery store or a kids event or school and you know everyone. Sure. And you spend a lot of time talking to them. It's a lot of fun living in a small town. Personally, I think so. Um, but it was different at first, you know. And Heatmore was a small company. Um, it was two owners. Um, one of the owners founded it. Okay. Um, but they were they were a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was an interesting industry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's after Heatmore? Then what? After Heatmore, I quit Heatmore. Um, I moved down here. I worked for a company called Hamer Fishbine. So they were Hamer um, when I first started there. They were an automated packaging company. I was hired as their engineering manager, eventually promoted to their engineering director. Okay, and that was there for six years. Yeah, I see a pattern. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and they were located in the Twin Plymouth. City? Plymouth. Plymouth, and um, when they merged with Fishbine, Fishbine was in North Carolina. And the name of that company again is Hamer? Is that what the last company was? Hamer. Hamer. And uh, then what? Um, they were a private equity company. They ended up getting a different CEO who restructured. Um, so then I was looking for a job. And you found this? <laughs> well, 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> I actually found this before before Hamer. Okay, so you're kind of doing this on the side. I was. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a hobby of yours? Um, yes. And so what a strange hobby. You know, I don't know, gardening seems more reasonable. <laughs> not for but me. I do. I cannot. <laughs> That's not a good thing for me. <laughs> How'd you choose concrete? So, okay, so when I lived in Michigan, uh, my first husband was a framer. We built a house together and we generaled it together. When I moved to Warroad, I built a house by myself. Well, I generaled my own house. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then when I moved down here, I generaled my house again. So I always loved building in the construction industry. Yeah. Um, it was just, it's fun to work with my hands and build something. It's fun to have a great idea and say, oh, I can actually make it. And then it looks like what you made. It doesn't yeah. just turn out into something that I threw in the garbage. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of fun. Um, when I built my house here, I was trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to, what am I going to do for my countertops? Um, I didn't want granite. Granite to me is very common. Mm -hmm. um, so I just started Googling, finding out, you know, what's out there. What can I, what do I think I can make? Yeah. Um, I had custom cabinets in my house, so I spent a lot of money on my kitchen cabinets, and I was very nervous when I first poured um, my first countertops, but they turned out great. Yeah. Um, they didn't actually turn out the color that I was expecting either, which was a learning experience, um, but they turned out really nice. I get a lot of compliments on them, so once I learned, hey, I can do this with concrete, concrete can be anything. It can take the shape of many, you know, anything you make the mold out of. So I just, I loved it right away. I thought this is, this is something I really want to do more of. Yeah. Uh, was there hesitation about leaving the white collar world and <laughs> you know, putting your gloves on and getting to work in the construction type industry dominated by men? Oh, since I was an engineer, it was always every industry I've been in has been dominated by so men. So that didn't affect you? No, it doesn't bother me at all. How I don't about? really even think of it. Okay, good. Uh, how about leaving that steady paycheck and putting it on the line? Was that a little scary? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, I had, I had always planned to you know, have my own business doing concrete. It was always just like the push of doing it. Yeah. Like to take that step and say, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to do this and go forward. Take the risk. You know, just roll up your sleeves and just do it. Get after it. Um, <clears throat> so, what really pushed me is... You know, I had a website, I was doing this part-time, um, I got to do Kyle Rudolph's countertops. Yeah. Um, the contractor contacted me completely out of the blue, just got a phone call, said, hey, can you quote some countertops? Sure, go down there, um, they sent me the design from the designer, it says Rudolph's house, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is Kyle Rudolph's house? Like, how <laughs> cool would that be? Um, and I've met Kyle um, from charity events because my daughter has spinal muscular atrophy. Um, so I've seen him at the events, you know, have pictures of him even with my children. So like, this is going to be awesome. Um, but just that, that was like, I can do this. I just made countertops. Yeah. countertops. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, that's a boost to your confidence. For yes, sure. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just a huge push. Um, so that pushed me to start looking for a building. Um, and since I was working in Anoka at the time, I thought, well, I'll look for a building between Anoka and my house, which is in Otsego. So I looked at a building in Ramsey, uh, made an offer on the building. They didn't take it. Uh, the same night, my boyfriend found this building that I'm in now on Craigslist mm. and made the offer that night, the same offer that I made the other owner. And this guy took it right away. And he was like excited about my business. That was really cool. He was like, I'm, 
he used to own like a drywall business. Um, he was like, I'm so excited for you. You're gonna do so good. You know, and just that was so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so found the building. I got a loan after that. I was still working full time. So I'm like, okay, I'm making plans to, you know, do this full time. Maybe, you know, my my current full time. At you know, do that and do part time. That's what I was yeah. hoping. So take your current full time job, do that part time, and then concrete full time instead. Yeah. That's what I was hoping, because I mean, I was working until 9, 10 o'clock at night, every night anyway, so I was already doing full-time and then part-time. Yeah, so you know what they say, uh, make a plan, something like, make a plan and God laughs or something like that. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Is there any truth to that? Yes, I can tell you what my plans were, actually. Yeah. So I had planned on, when I worked at Hamer, um, I was waiting for an investment to pay out. And that was going to be my plan. My plan was going to take that money, then I'm going to do concrete, I'll have good security, you know, good financial security. Some working capital. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That did not pan out at all. <laughs> well, that's a bummer. Yeah. And, um, I th you know, it's kind of a sign uh, that the other place in a workout, the other location, this one popped up. They took took your offer right away, and uh, it, it's interesting how life le leaves these clues, these signs along the way. And you had an interesting story about this little piece of concrete. Care to tell it? <laughs> so when I was in between looking for jobs, I had spent. Um, well, actually before that, so when I was working at Hamer, I'd always had a plan to do concrete, like I said. So I was looking at this class online that you could take, and you would travel to North Carolina and take a concrete class. Okay. Um, that was so that I could learn glass fiber reinforced concrete. Okay. Um, so I was like, this is the perfect time to take the class. I have the time, I'm not working, sure. um, I'm going to go. So I took a five-day class at Concrete Countertop Institute, North Carolina. <clears throat> at that time, I was still kind of like, do I go back to work as a director of engineering? Should I still find a, you know, another job like that? Or should I try to do concrete? Um, so the very morning of leaving my hotel to go take the class, you know, day, I kept asking God. Was it like God, day one of the class? Very day one. Okay. Very day one. Um, I literally tripped over this piece of concrete. Just, just, I'm just leaving, I trip, I look down, I see this, I pick it up and I'm like, what? <laughs> this is a cut piece of concrete, um, which is exactly what my dream has been. Right. Um, and it, it's an absolute sign yeah. from God saying, do this. Yeah. Like how you trip over something. <laughs> it's just, it's right. crazy. So I kept this because I'm like, I have a great testimony and a great story from it. So yeah. My guess is if you didn't pick it up and kind of uh, take it as a sign, Maybe, uh, I don't know, something like this would have fell through the sky, right through your windshield, <laughs> into your lap, and made it more obvious, but uh, you listened. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this isn't just a chip off of an old sidewalk type of piece of concrete. Correct. This is very specific to very, very specific. what you do and what you want to do at the time, and here you are. Uh, so let's talk about that. You know, we've got the uh, past, now about the present. Um, Pro Concrete Countertops. Can you talk a little bit about the business, what it is that you do, maybe what uh, makes you a little different than, I don't know, the typical concrete countertop you might see? 
So a lot of people, um, like DIYers, they'll use like sidewalk concrete, which is uh, cement, um, aggregate, and then uh, just water, basically. So that makes basically your sidewalk concrete, which is fairly inexpensive to buy as a material. Sure. Um, so what I do is glass fiber. So typically in sidewalk concrete, what gives it the strength is the rock or the aggregate in it. Um, we replace that aggregate with glass fibers. Oh. That makes it lighter and stronger. Hmm. Um, so what I do is different than uh, precast and sidewalk flat work um, concrete. So what we do is we can do any color. Um, as you can see, all of that's concrete behind you. We can embed objects. Uh, we can be very, very specific in design. If you like a vein that goes from here to here, that's exactly how we can do it. If you said you want that vein to be purple, it can be purple. Um, so it's always custom right now in our current industry of concrete. Yeah, well, that's cool. And uh, are you focused on the typical homeowner or commercial, or is there anything in particular that, uh, that you find as a niche yet, or are you just kind of taking it as it comes? So I have two sides to what I want to do with my business. Um, one side is the custom side, which is um, pretty much all current uh, concrete uh, manufacturers are. They make everything custom. It's one of a kind, typically. Um, so that side has potential as far as like it does for like homeowners outdoor kitchens fireplaces fireplace surrounds um facades like this uh signage there's like it's there's a, an endless, endless amount of things you can do with concrete yeah that's, um, crazy. that's surprising to me i mean i was saying concrete something to stand on you know what i mean but it goes anywhere yeah, yeah. so what's the second part was is that the first part of your business yes so the first part of the business Actually, right now it's the first part of the business. It's not my, um, you know, future plans for my business um, because that will become the secondary part. But so my primary part and what I plan on doing is engineered concrete. So when you think of some of the big players like Cambria, um, they're engineered quartz. Um, but they're engineered quartz really to kind of look like marble. Um, what I want to do is engineer concrete to look like anything that I choose. Uh, I want to make some abstract art um, mm -hmm. so that you could have a countertop that almost looks like a painting. I want them to be my own designs, you know, something you can't get anywhere, something you can't get with Cambria, something you can't get with granite, something you can't get anywhere. Um, and I want it to be designer and high end. Sweet. Well, that sounds pretty awesome. That's, that's, the, that's the future, right? It's my future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exciting. Um, all right, so if so, who would be buying that? Would that be sold directly to the homeowner consumer, or is that more sold to or to, to builders, or who, who would be buying the the future? It will be both, both. or all, I should say. Okay. Um, Cambria sells to the public. They're going to be my direct competitor. Okay. Awesome. Well, you've led an interesting life. That's for sure. Um, you know, one thing I find unique about your story is not only the rocket on two wheels, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I should have brought it so you can see it. It's, it's a beautiful bike. It really I is. It is. <laughs> uh, but the signs that you've had along the way and the courage that you've had to 
acknowledge those signs and take the leap. Um, I think that's rare. You know, people don't trust their either faith or their intuition. It could be smacking them in the face or tripping over it in the parking lot, right? But uh, they just see it as a coincidence, mm -hmm. right? So um, I applaud you for uh, acknowledging those things and taking notice for those things and then also having the courage to you know, act on it. That's pretty awesome. And uh, I think your future is bright. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you and they have questions about concrete or they have some, some idea, what's, uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Probably my website because it's easy to remember and all of my contact information is on there. Okay. Um, so it's www.proconcretecountertops.com. Just so, so just that right there with the WW. I know it's long, but it's yeah. easy to say yeah, and yeah. easy to no, remember. I got a long one too, so I get it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, and I think your future is bright, and I wish you all the luck. Thank you. Right. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you.